Episode number 340, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Season 1, Episode 1, New World Order. Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Magical place. Hey everyone, it's me, Ben. Ben Avery here once more to talk about some more MCU. And we, there's there's just so much MCU to talk about that uh, the word more and MCU, they just go together. They, they just, they go together like chocolate and peanut butter right now. But, uh, I'm chocolate here to talk about butter. chocolate and peanut butter with my friend, Stuart. Hey, guys. Chocolate and peanut butter, apple pie, and cheese if you're that kind of guy. No, or I'm not. apple pie. No. It's not bad. Or ice cream, something. I think apple pie and something needs to be in this conversation. Just Raspberry saying. and lemon. And, and that's Samantha. That, that voice was Samantha, <laughs> who I didn't get to introduce because we were talking about apple pie. Apple pie and cheese, by the way, a really sharp cheddar cheese. I learned this while living very, very close to Wisconsin. Is apparently and yummy, uh, but a good thing. Okay, so I will take your word for it. I feel like that's an anathema. It's not how I anticipated this episode opening up, but cheese talk. We're there are some people time. who Welcome. are joining us for the first time ever because they <laughs> listen to or they watched uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And they're like, let's find a podcast about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> And then, then they're, oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. To you listeners, write in and tell us what your favorite apple pie topping is. Is it cheese? Is it whipped cream? Is it ice cream? Let us know in the comments. Let's, I, I'm, I'm fine with that, but let's continue our conversation now. Let's, let's move into the actual topic of what we are here to talk about, which is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I, I do want to once more just say to everyone, if you are joining us for the first time ever, our spoiler policy is that if we've talked about it on the show before, uh, it's it's free game for spoilers. And for this particular episode, I anticipate possibly talking about WandaVision and possibly spoiling some of what was going on in WandaVision because of timeline and things like that. Uh, I anticipate maybe, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home. That's probably going to come up in our conversation because, again, timeline after the, the blip, after the snap, uh, when people returned. I anticipate possibly Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, I, I, possibly just, again, timeline stuff. And then definitely um, Endgame and and that kind of thing. So yeah. that that's our spoiler warning um, where we will be talking about things, but we will not be spoiling you know, if, if I, and I'm not sure even what spoilers are out there for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we don't get into uh, die hard spoilers that have been released to the public or that have been, um, you know, found by spies or whatever. Uh, we do speculate and sometimes we're right. Like I tended to be uh, with, with WandaVision. Sometimes we're wrong. Like uh, other people on this podcast were wrong wow about things. 
but wow. Ben, would you like no, some no. cheese with your humble pie? Because <laughs> you need a slice. The, the point yeah, the being, cost of that is twenty four seventy five. By the way, in imaginary dollars. Yeah, yeah. But the the point being, uh, <laughs> we we will speculate potentially, and there are some things that I do want to speculate about based on some things I've seen in this episode and things that I know from the comics that I'm curious about. And we will be talking about comics as well because, um, especially U.S. Agent. Um, We'll talk about who that is, what he is, John Walker. Um, we'll we'll be getting to that, but um, we won't be spoiling things from episode two knowingly. If we spoil it, it's because we were accidentally right, and even a stopped clock is right twice a day. So that's our spoiler warning. Accidentally right? Did you hear that, Samantha? We're sometimes accidentally right. Yes, I heard it. Thank you. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. I was talking about us. Like, it was all three of us. Okay. That, I wasn't. Right. Sure. Are you saying we're co-workers on this? <laughs> <laughs> or are we friends from work, right? Friends from work. Yeah. Okay. So, for this episode, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this is the first episode. This is the pilot episode of their show. And this is the episode wherein... Uh, the Falcon tries to get alone and the winter soldier tries to get rid of some bad dreams or the Falcon is trying to live the American dream while the winter soldier is trying to get rid of nightmares, something like that. And that's, it starts out with a big action set piece. And that's really cool because the Falcon is uh, freelance working for the government uh, then we also see him giving up the shield that Steve Rogers gave him at the end of Endgame. He gives it up because he believes it belongs in a museum. And mm-hmm. and then he's also trying to help his, his sister out with her um, financial problems with the family business. And it's not just her business. It's also his family was you know part of that business, his parents. He values it. He's trying to help her, but again, can't get the loan because he was gone for five years and hasn't had any um, stable income for the last five years. So that's well, that's, that's kind of hard to do when you're non-existent. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll we'll talk about it because yeah. there's some really I, you could get in the weeds on some of this uh, with the loan stuff, but we do need to talk about the loan. We will. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Winter Soldier is trying to make amends. And so Bucky is going around and he is trying to make things right with people that he wronged. And situations where he did something and, and allowed something wrong to happen. So one situation is there's a senator who he helped, who was Hydra, and he helped her get into power. And she's still in power and she's still misusing her power. And so he does some stuff to get her caught. And presumably she's not going to have power anymore, making amends. But there's also someone he murdered, killed on a mission for Hydra. And this was uh, the son of a man that he's been spending a lot of time with and again, making amends, but he's also seeing a therapist and she doesn't take any crap from him. She gives as well as he gives and she's frustrated with him because of he's just not doing well. And he tries to go on a date that doesn't work out. And, 
yeah, the story ends with the announcement of a new Captain America. And the new Captain America has the old Captain America's shield. That's not cool. In fact, it's so not cool that all of my kids, except for one, just were up in arms. Like, that is so disrespectful. That is the... <laughs> The reaction at the end of the episode was my kids yelling, that is so disrespectful at the TV. So that's yeah, kind of yeah, a... We're going to talk about that moment too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's and broad... <laughs> <laughs> Broadly, that's the, that's what happened in this episode. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll, again, uh, Samantha, you had asked, should we go character by character again? Sure. I think yeah, that's, I think that would work. I think really that's a great well. way to go. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do character by character. Who's first in your notes, Samantha? Sam. Uh, okay, I'll call you Sam. Who's first in your notes, Sam? Boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Sam Wilson. <laughs> Sam Wilson. Also, Samantha's. Uh, what connection did you have? I almost said your boyfriend because I'm I'm 12 sometimes, but he's not your boyfriend. But you like you met he him. Never at some was. Point, right? I'm I'm sorry. You met him at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him. Or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I I was uh when I was working at the movie studios, he was shooting a film there, and sometimes he would stop by my ne- by my desk and flirt with me. And once I mentioned that I had a boyfriend, he's like, okay. And then he was we were just you know very. Uh, he was just very nice towards me after that. He wasn't trying to get me to go on a date with him anyways. He he was just very nice. I really enjoyed his company. You could have been Mrs. Falcon. It wasn't in the works, but that's okay. I'm very, very happy with who I'm with now. <laughs> anyway, so uh, did you guys notice? I'm going to just segue right into it. Did you guys notice who he was, uh, who the bad guy was that he was trying to save the, 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 the military asset from? Did you guys catch that? That was Batrock the Leaper. That's, he's less Leaper, but he's still Batrock. He was doing some leaping. He was leaping. And I even went back and watched, I was like, oh, that's Batrock. And I went back and watched Winter Soldier because it's the greatest MCU movie ever. And, we don't see him die. Ergo, he did not die. We also and don't see him die in this one. We, so. we don't, yeah. yeah. Uh, Batrock the Leaper is an interesting character to me because I thought he was a made-up parody character. He was in an ad in the old comics when I was a kid for Crazy Magazine, which was the Marvel humor magazine. Was it Crazy? Was it Pizzazz? I can't remember now. It was the Marvel humor magazine that they did to try and compete with mad magazine. So I just figured he, he's a fake character. And then later on find out, no, this ridiculous, stupid character in the comics is a real thing, but they MCU'd him well for, for the movies. And then now here he's back again. And it's a great little, like, th- you know, it's a great little connective tissue piece, right? Cause you, cause like I've said before, and just not even 10 seconds ago, Winter Soldier's the best Captain America movie, which is the best MCU movie. So to have this little piece get brought in and go, yes, you were in good hands. You may not recognize him fully, but you know you recognize him from somewhere. So, And it's all connected, right? Yes, it's all connected. What do you think of this opening sequence? 
I was worth the, the uh, $28 million or whatever they put into it. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. And all I kept thinking was he's doing, except for the wings, he's doing pretty much everything that Captain America would have done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet he's not ready to pick up the shield. But he incorporated the wings the way Captain America would incorporate the shield. I mean, that's right. what was, yeah. one of the things that was cool about that whole sequence was the way he used those wings and in those in the close quarters combat and protecting himself from gunfire and um, and then, of course, flying, you know, which you can't do with a shield. But do we know if those wings are um, vibranium? I, I don't know what they are. Uh, they're bulletproof <laughs> and they're stark tech. So they could be. Yeah. They're, it could be nanotech or whatever. But he has to take care of him on his own. Like he's the one repairing, making all the repairs because this is him using tech that he got from their mission when they stole the tech. But uh, he said, I mean, he's a, this is an interesting uh, moment for him or character beat for him because he's no longer an Avenger, right? Because there's not really Avengers right now. So he's not really taken, you know, a paycheck or part of a team or anything like that. He's just like a guy who's working with the government sometimes. Cause he's not even a super powered guy. Right. It's not like right. he got serum or anything like that, or, you know, was in space or anything like that. He's just a dude who knows how to paraglide. I'm I'm curious if if they're going to give us some more revelations about just like where is the Avengers initiative now? Like what is the status now and what is the status of some of those people on the initiative, you know, on who were Avengers? We know where Wanda ended up, we know where Vision <laughs> ended up. Uh Captain America, we know where he is. Uh are they going to give us an update on on Hulk? You know, are they going to give us an update on on Thor and and those guys? Are they going to we didn't get that last last series. Well, what's interesting is, so, I'm sorry, Samantha, did you have something? Well, I go ahead. I we can I can talk about okay. it later. What's interesting is um, this was supposed to come after Black Widow, and Black Widow was supposed to take place in the middle of Civil War, right? So between Civil War and Infinity War, so. It. I wonder if there's going to be a lean on that a little bit. So now that we're going to get Black Widow later in the year, or even after this is done, if this is finished, you see, do you guys see what I'm saying? Is like I wonder if because Black Widow is in line with that whole Captain America grouping of people. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, it's so weird. It's all messed so, up. And they did make some changes to some of these things because they had time to. Um, uh, but that's true. Speaking of Black Widow, though, we will be talking about Black Widow and some other things related to the future of the MCU in our post credit sequence. It will basically be a news a news segment about some stuff that have, has come out. Uh, actually, just today, we got some specifics about Black Widow's release date, how it's being released, all that stuff. And so some of this will be us kind of talking about something that may or may not happen <laughs> as we're talking to future us. Uh, so if you're mm -hmm. catching this episode and black widow has already come out and you're like, ha ha, it came out in December, you know, 
like of 2023 yeah yeah seriously um which actually would put us back in line with the timeline for the mcu anyways that's true that's true well but but yeah so the idea that these things are all connected but then also should stand alone is an interesting one because yeah wandavision we kind of thought would stand alone and falcon and winter soldier we kind of think will probably stand alone mostly, but yeah, we did see Rhodey. So he's around, you know, mm-hmm. what other Avengers are there? Oh, Tony's not around right. and Cap's not around. Um, there's really only one Captain America, by the way. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll put a pin in that and get to it later. Um, <laughs> so it, who's, who's around from the Avengers? I don't know. There's a kid in Brooklyn who might still be around. He's an Avenger now. Yeah, yeah. Avengers people are still around. But, you know, clearly Spider-Man, which takes place after this movie or after this show. um, Mm, Yeah. You know, clearly he's not a part of the Avengers. He's he's solo. He's on his own. He's working with uh, Stark Tech and he's getting messages from Stark you know, from past Stark, but, uh, as far as Avengers go, he's, he's out, he's out. And the question is what's going on with that. I mean, sword became a thing, uh, that was just created, you know, after maybe after, I don't know, maybe before the snap, I'm not sure, but that was a thing that was created. And I think some of the stuff that we are seeing is, is how are they filling in the gaps and, Obviously, Falcon, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are not on the Avengers payroll because there I think there is no Avengers payroll. Although that's oh, I don't. uh, Yeah, (laughs) I had issues with that. It was like, you don't pay the people who are risking their lives to do all these things. So my guess is it was something like, hey, here's a stark debit card (laughs) and (laughs) and now he's dead. And so doesn't doesn't work anymore or something I, or maybe some stark industry stock i don't i i don't get it this is this is a thing they brought it up for a reason it's intentional mm-hmm. um you would think that him getting alone would work because hey the dude used to be an avenger is an mm-hmm. avenger has government contracts um what what made that scene hard to watch is just some things that I recently, you know, recently in the last couple of years became aware of, of like specific loan practices that specifically targeted, you know, people who lived in certain areas that were highly mm-hmm. African-American areas, you know, and mm-hmm. hearing about people, African-American people trying to get small business loans, you know, that that was very difficult. And, you know, the, the lending practices were institutionally uh, against them because of the practices that were brought up. Now, I I read an article about this scene where they were calling the guy out as a racist because of the way he was doing things. And I really feel like the, the show itself was working really, really hard not to paint the guy as racist um, and, and to paint the situation as not necessarily racially motivated. But you're watching this situation and you know, even if that particular situation was not they've been through it before, especially the, the, the sister, I can't remember her name. Um, but Sam's sister during those five years, she probably went through that already many times. 
um, it was it was hard to watch. Just watching it and knowing okay, I am absolutely watching a situation play out that played out for real people and ended in the same way. See, I thought they were totally making a statement about that. Me too, because Sam in his conversation with Torres, um, he says every time something gets better for one group, it gets worse for another. It definitely reflects the reality that I was talking about. But the other thing that it is kind of reflecting is just this new reality of what the MCU is going through, which is the blip happened. Mm-hmm. And and it feels like things are so normal and they were normal in Spider-Man and they were kind of even, you know, a week later, normal in, in WandaVision compared to what happened. Half the population disappeared. Those five years that they were gone, I feel like it, it'd be the the world would turn into Mad Max, you know, like there's just a lot of awful things are going to be happening and a lot of difficult things are going to be happening. And there's some really interesting and fun for us storytelling, not for the characters um, that could happen in that. Then everyone returning, you're upending the whole world once more, Mm -hmm. you know, like suddenly you have all these people who, what happened to their money? You know, did those accounts stay in their name because there was no body or were they declared dead? You know, and I imagine the, uh, the paperwork alone, just trying to define who's actually dead versus who got blipped is just astounding. I mean, if you think about it, if you, if you have a mass amount of student loans and you die, those loans go away. Well, what happens if you blipped? Essentially, exactly. you were dead for five years, so they probably made this, you know, okay, check the box, he's, de- he's dead? Oh, wait, no, he's back. I, he, there's lots of questions that I think we're starting to peel away at a little bit. This, is the, yeah. this is the kind of thing, though, I think even a miniseries like this doesn't have the time to really devote to what a massive massive crazy situation they would have found themselves in for I honestly don't know that you could in any situation other than the next set of movies <laughs> yeah yeah or or a devoted tv season you know okay so we're talking about this kind of situation well this this situation was created built up and explored with like the walking dead right okay. you know where it's just society changes overnight and and there was other shows like that there was that one show where like all electricity got turned oh, off revolution is that the name that of it great show yeah so that's another one where okay this conceit or left behind right not left behind uh there was a hbo series that had a sound similar to left behind was it like for the 144 000? no no um, it's basically the rapture happened and it's about who was left behind, but it's, it's not done from a conservative Christian point of view. Okay. So like, it's sort of like the stand. Yeah. Well, it, the stand is another one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess left behind really is another one where it's like multiple books, you know, exploring this, this giant overnight thing that just changes the whole world. The thing is in five years, they had two of them happen <laughs> in the world. And right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh! I, I, if 
I'm thinking that the reality would be if this something like this really happened in real life, um, what would happen is they would say, okay, say you were blipped for five years. Let's do a credit history of the previous, of the seven years leading up to the blip. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but maybe. Then I'm, but then right. I'm also looking at a bank and saying, okay, how did they survive this? You know, how does a bank deal with this? They're going to have to like put um, some limits on what gets put back into an account or limits on what you're actually able to withdraw on because suddenly twice the number of people exist in the world. Right. And, and so circling back around to this guy who's an idiot, by the way, um, yeah. uh, but this guy, he's quote unquote, just doing his job, you know, and he's not able to just give, they, you know, Sam says, I did the homework. We are eligible for this. And the guy says, yes, you were before you would have been before but we're in a different world right now. And so you can take him at face value that this is legitimate what he's saying, or you can, you know, read it as it's, it's racist lending uh, policies and, and that sort of thing. I mean, it can be taken every, either way. I do feel like we are going to get more racial themes playing out even stronger in, in upcoming episodes just in the way that they're talking about race right now, I feel like we're going to get some more. Um, well, but I, I tend to, for this situation, take him at face value on, on what he's saying. I yeah. feel like, you know, um, Sam Wilson is a, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, a lightning rod for a racial situation. You know, he's probably of all the Avengers, he and Rhodey are the two Avengers of color. And so, well, let's say the two Avengers that are African American. There's lots right. of different colors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. Sorry, I don't mean to be flippant about that, but they're the two of uh, African American heritage who are going to need, going to go up against some of that. Nebula is not going to try to get a loan, right? I don't even know if Nebula is still around. The uh, 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 Bruce Banner would probably be able to get a loan because he go back into Bruce Banner and not be the Hulk. Well, at this Rocket. point, he's Professor Hulk. He's smart Hulk. And so. he's been, and he had the five years to work, right. you know, right. and, and he's probably set up pretty okay under Tony Stark. What I'm surprised about is that there's not that Tony didn't leave 3000 cheeseburgers to the Avengers. Boom. That's a problem. Yeah. Like that's the one conceit where I'm like, wait a minute. There's nothing for. No. Yeah. I can totally see Sam Wilson go, nah, bro, I got it. You know what I mean? Not taking Tony's money. Maybe, mm. but I know I would. Well, I, <laughs> I know I would that too. If he got made that decision, probably the first phone call he made as soon as the battle was over was he called his sister. That's probably the first phone call he made as soon as he was in, uh, as soon as he could. So as soon as he was I'm, back from fighting Dr. Space Cape or whatever. Right. Yeah. So and she probably would have said that, yeah, we've been struggling with the business, with the fishing business. And so if he did receive um, 
and something like that, like through the Avengers inherited something from Tony Stark. I imagine that, yeah, he definitely would have taken that money because all of the ones that were blipped, they needed something to get back on their feet. Right. But he's just, I feel like he's just arrogant enough to where he's going to be like, no, I got my government contracts. I don't need your handouts, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then go down, we got the fishing business. It'll survive. And then he kind of sees what it is. And maybe that ship has sailed, or maybe he checked no instead of yes. And it was a binding contract. I don't know. I do get the impression though, that we're going to see him overcome this hurdle of the financial thing. And and at the end of the day, he's going to get financially rewarded for being, uh, for taking up the shield again, whether or not it's for being an Avenger or whatnot, but it's going to be some sort of financial reward for taking up the shield and, and doing what is right for his family and whatnot. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I've never had a government contract, so I don't know how well they pay. Uh, but... Also, to have never had a government contract after two blips, right? After two right. massive, you know, like I can't imagine the government's doing like super awesome right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you got to think about overhead costs too for what what Sam's doing. He's got overhead costs in right. the sense of he's got to fuel that thing, he's got to repair it, he is working on the repairs himself. So he's got the tech savvy to be able to take care of the, the, uh, uh, the tech anyway. <laughs> and yeah, he uh, knows how to tech that tech. He can tech good. the tech. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, there is repairs to whatever the material is. And there's, there's some, there's a lot of overhead costs there to this freelance job. Now, all those things are tax write-offs. You know, and because it's a, you know, if he's running it the not, way I do, you know, he's, he's, he's not self-employed taxes, but. Right. But he's not yeah. writing it off today. I right. mean, he's still got to bring in some cash today, you know. To, exactly. I, so, I think we're going to get an answer as to why he has no money. And and the other thing that we're going to get is, like I said, I think we're going to get some more uh, racial themes in this. And I, I, I think they're going to explore, like, what does it mean to be um, a symbol of America and be African-American? Like, that's the one thing that I think by the end of the show, Captain America will be Sam Wilson. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with that belief that the well, next Captain America them. movie will be. Sam Wilson's movie. Again, my belief. I hope so, because like I said, that scene where he jumped out of the plane and saved the guy, it's exactly, I mean, it's, it's Captain America in, in a different body. Well, mm-hmm. it's Captain yeah. America jumping off the plane to go fight Batrock on a boat. Right. And this right. is him mm-hmm. jumping off to go fight Batrock on a plane. Did he just jump out of a plane out of this plane without a chute? Yes, he did. <laughs> well, he didn't have a chute, but he did have a pair of wings, so he didn't need the chute. But right. Yeah. You know, I imagine that there is an emergency parachute somewhere in those wings. There there's gotta be something. Gotta be something. There's gotta be something because we've seen what happens with a suit that malfunctions and right. 
It's not good. Now, fortunately, Rhodey had good friends in high places and can walk now <laughs> and looks yeah. very natural walking. Whatever he has right now, it's it's very natural for him. So. Hey, it was good to see Rhodey not be uh, court-martialed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's good to see Rhodey again anyways. Right? I mean, Don Cheadle is just always fantastic. Now, do you miss the first Rhodey sometimes? No. <laughs> Terrence, what was his name? Howard. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whenever you watch the Iron Man movie and he looks at that armor and says, next time, baby. And you're just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Sorry, dude. Plus, I mean, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. had a better everything with uh, Don Cheadle compared to Terrence Howard. I mean, I heard that he and Terrence Howard did not get along very well. But I mean, Don Cheadle. I mean, they were there was all sorts of banter going back and forth. You knew there was a lot of improvisation because they were very comfortable with each other. But. Well, Don Cheadle is, you know, a, a fantastic actor, and he can act really. He uses his power of acting very well. Yeah. So does Terrence Howard, though? I mean, let's, I mean, that was it, but it's yeah. different. It, they're very different styles of personality mm-hmm. with them. The the things that they can act, the ways that they emote. Yeah, Don Cheadle is. I think to me more, I don't know, approachable or right. Yeah. He's the guy I'd rather hang out with. Um, What's funny is is they've cast these MCU movies with people's personalities in mind. I mean, Tony Robert Downey Jr. is basically Tony Stark. Chris Evans is basically, you know, Steve Rogers. Um, And that, trickles down i mean i think bruce banner is the best you know uh, uh uh mark ruffalo is the best bruce banner we've had in a very long time if not the best one so it, it's a really interesting way they've cast these movies they've done it very well so back to our cast here someone who doesn't seem to have any money problems is bucky well because he what he did is he invested in 1943, and then because they never actually found a body, they forgot about it. And then he was able to use his toppings to save his house from the evil bank in London. I mean, that's the wrong movie. Go ahead. There were some things I've seen that are based on the movie stuff that was going on that would cause you to say, oh, he's he's got a lot of money because he was a prisoner of war. And back pay for all the years when he was gone. Um, and yeah, that he would, uh, he's wounded. He's a wounded veteran. Um, and so he might have income coming from the government just based on those things, passive income. Um, but then the other question is, does he have money coming to him because he knows where things are buried and, you know, previous missions is, is he, is he spending dirty money that he's cleaned he's up? making amends. So I don't know. He's trying to clear his conscience. That's for sure. I, I'm just saying like some of the tech stuff that he's getting, did he buy that right. with, with Hydra money? Like he could have. Maybe. I, I hope he does. I really do because Somebody needs to to use that money for good and use that money 
and use that power and, and all that for good. Realistically, well do you think Hydra paid their winter soldiers? I don't think so. No, no, no. <laughs> they not, kept not, them on ice. Not paid like uh, money that's like at a safe house. Yeah, you I know, bet. Like, yeah. Go to the safe house, get the money, get the tech, get the stuff that's there that no one's getting into because Hydra's dead. That you know about. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Hydra, right? It's never always dead. I mean, as far as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is concerned, it is <laughs> dead. Yeah. Uh, but either that or he's just, you know, pulling money from that Xerox stock that he invested in in the 40s. Wait, was Xerox around in the 40s? I I'm remember. going to go with yes. I think so. Uh, but I really don't know. <laughs> So. I think they're a little bit older than IBM. I think IBM came around after the Second World War. I could be wrong, but yeah. I mean, regardless, he would have still been blipped too. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where you know what's the what's different about their financial situations. Well, we'll we'll find out. Well, I'm sure we'll find out. It may not be like a big plot point but it might i mean the fact that the loan was such a big plot point here um interestingly this was also a big plot point in uh the justice league uh movie oh, loans good. and superheroes and stuff like it's Can't it's there for that one yeah those of you who have seen it it's in both both versions of of the movie and there's a really funny punchline to it at the end of the movie but yeah. So, I mean, that question of does superheroes, do superheroes make cash on the side? I mean, that's an important question, right? It makes sense to ask. Um, they they went I into think, deep details with this stuff with the Avengers. Right. Where you, when you were in, in the comics, you join the Avengers, you have room and board available mm -hmm. to you if you want it. Um, there's a weekly stipend of like a thousand bucks or something like that. I mean, this is, this is why... Spider-Man in the eighties wanted to be an Avenger, but you know, cause it was an actual job for him. Right? Yeah. And he could, he could make some pretty sweet coin with that, but yeah, but he, he didn't. I mean, I remember, I remember reading the defenders too, and him, uh, Luke Cage having very similar, like payroll issues and people not getting their checks on time and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, if it's, if it's a volunteer superhero service, then yeah, if you're, if you're Spider-Man, you're not getting paid to be Spider-Man. You're getting paid to, you know, get pictures of Spider-Man, uh, in your day job. And, but if you're an Avenger, then supposedly there's, there's going to be income for you. Heroes for Hire, which we thought Defenders, the TV series was going to become something more like Heroes for Hire. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all a whole nother kind of thing where, okay, we'll, we'll do it for you, you know, for a price. And mm -hmm. yeah, it, there's, there's interesting questions that can be brought up with all this, but let's go back to Bucky though. And let's talk about what's going on with him right now, which is the whole making amends thing. And I like this. I, I like what they're doing here. I like that they are exploring his past and the bad things he did in his past. And he's trying to, you know, get rid of the red on his ledger. 
Well, not only is he, you know, they're exploring that one line from Civil War. Do you remember? Do you remember killing my mom? I remember killing everybody. Yeah, yeah. And like that one line spun out into this making amends thing, and I think that's really cool. That's that's it's all connected, guys. Right there. That's we've got writers sitting down and saying, "Hey, let's make this a good TV show by looking at good movies and really exploring where would these characters go? Where would these characters go next?" All right, anything else about Bucky? His therapist is very tough on him, and I found her approach to be a little. Oy. I mean, if if my therapist spoke to me that way, I'd be like, "Bye, I'm shopping for a new therapist." Samantha, but, are you a hundred and six military veteran who uh, has your had has had your brainwashed? Again, <laughs> no. if I had a therapist who spoke to me that way, I'd be like, "Bye, I'm shopping for a new therapist." I do like how you hesitated to answer that question, almost as if you're trying to think. No. Like, am I? No, no, it wasn't no I don't a hesitation. think I, am. <laughs> I, I was. I was not hesitating. I was throwing darts at at Stuart from you know across the miles. You know, the, just the eye darts. Like how? What a ridiculous question. <laughs> it doesn't well, matter how old he is. I mean, that was. I mean, the way she spoke to him was really inappropriate. Yeah, but he's not a normal dude i think that's the point right he's not he's not a normal guy with normal nine to five problems i mean this is a guy who has a lot of black in their ledger right more more to the point she's a tv therapist and she's a tv therapist yeah she's gonna be she's going to be big personality broad personality and yeah abrasive and um no nonsense so to speak. And she's, you know, she's the one who's going to you know, push him, push him to do what's right and and do his thing and and follow the three rules. And, um, I also get a little bit of a, uh, Oh, what do they call it? The parole officer style of thing with her where she's his therapist, but she's also the one who keeps him accountable for making sure he does things right. Yes, we want you to make amends, but we don't want you to murder anyone. Right. So she and reminds go ahead. One thing one thing I did like about her is that she is a veteran herself. Mm-hmm. So she yeah, she I mean this that point is a really good thing to throw into what to look for in a therapist for someone in his situation. She reminds me of Sean from Goodwill Hunting, the Robin Williams character. You know, because both he and Matt Damon, Will, grew up in the south side of Boston, right? So I literally cannot say Boston without saying Boston. Um, So they grew up in the south side, you know, they grew up in the same neighborhood. They both, you know, got beat as children, blah, 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 Sometimes you need that guy, that person to break through some of your skin. Now, is she following the best practices of therapists? Probably not, but I would say she's a, he's a, an extraneous case. I mean, like he's a, he's an outlying case that probably needs a little bit of different tactic. And (laughs) plus you got to think that she's being cleared by the government because if they, you know, imagine the, the, the craziness when 
Winter Soldier was at everybody's gym. Yeah. So you're saying she may be court appointed? Yeah, I bet she's court appointed. Or government like, appointed. Or yeah. Government appoint- yeah. 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 But uh, I, I can still imagine that. <laughs> yeah, but I can still imagine that there's a, there's a, well, I don't know, maybe he does need someone who can push him a little bit, but I can also imagine that even in court appointed situations, when you, when you're just not getting along with your therapist too well, you can appeal to the court and say, Hey, can I have somebody else? Because if you have a court appointed lawyer and that lawyer is not working out, I think you can also ask for another one. The difference being this might be a government appointment where it's like, doesn't matter. We don't care. This is who you're with because you know what? This is what we put you with. (laughs) And Uh, (laughs) I can see that being the case. Yeah. You're getting the parole. You're getting the, the, you know, we're even pardoning you, but in order to pardon you, you have to go sit with tough as nails. So maybe that's her nickname. This person, um, who plays this, uh, she's really familiar to me. And I just, I looked up her credits then dozens and dozens of credits in IMDb. Uh, but she was a regular for uh, a season of ER. Um, she showed up on crossing Jordan. She showed up on Felicity. She showed up on judging Amy West wing seventh. So she's got a long, long career of sometimes regular characters and sometimes not, but yeah, uh, that was also nice for me, you know, just her being familiar, looking familiar, mm-hmm. you know, it just, yeah, this is, this is someone that, um, I wouldn't like her as my therapist, but m- maybe I would, I don't know. Probably not. I'm going to go with not, but <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm on your side there, Samantha, but I'm also thinking that TV wise, <laughs> uh plot wise this is what he needs yeah you know and he needs the the drama and the the dramatic tension that's going to come out of the scene we need that but can we talk about this scene my kids don't point out a lot of the filmography that's going on on a tv show unless it's something that's very very obvious and this was one where there was so many just extreme close-ups at dutch angles and the back and forth, you know, it, it was a little distracting the way, the way that they filmed that for me. Reminded me of Legion, which I still haven't finished. But you yeah, saw like, I haven't finished. I haven't seen the last season either. Yeah, so. It's the last season I, I need to see. I don't know that I've seen it enough of it either, but what I have seen of it was him in the, uh, in the therapist's office. Right. And having the conversations with her and, you know, they're doing all these, you know, close up on the eye, just one of them and Dutch angle up his nose. And, you know, it's, it's interesting though, in these scenes where he's supposed to be finding clarity and she's supposed to be Mm -hmm. giving clarity and it's filmed in such a way that, you know, you're off, off balance, you know, and, and you're, you're, it's, it's jolting and it's um, extreme and, you know, it's intentional, obviously. I mean, this is, again, they're making choices. They're making intentional choices. This is not the kind of thing where, oh, the room that we got was too small. 
So this is what we have to right. do, which I've actually been in situations like that where the room is too small. And so, yeah, we're, we're doing close-ups mm-hmm. because we have no budget. We're using the, the building that we're in. And so this is what we're, you know, so we're overcoming that by doing that. This was stylistic choice. So I don't know that Bucky was being 100% truthful about his um in his therapy session right because he goes i thought he said and i can't pinpoint this but i thought he said i scratched off the last name in my amends book i i don't think he meant that that was the last name is amends book i think it meant that the last one that he did Okay. Like the last one that he did was this lady. I mean, there's more, there's, there's more to come. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he meant that. I do think he wasn't being completely truthful because what was oh, the rule? Yeah. So, I mean, he's breaking the rules. He, he's yeah. doing things that are illegal. Um, he, he hurt people. And then right. rule number three, he did follow. He, he, he followed the script. Yes. Or so he told her. Right? I I because feel he's like an unreliable narrator in this situation. I think we his voiceover was unreliable, but the visuals we were getting were. That's, Agreed. That's what okay. I feel, and and so yes, what we heard him say in the dialogue of that scene was real, and what we saw him do was also real. The other thing is, I think the um, I, I think him. So I think the camera angles point to that. I think him looking in, the, you know, getting really close in and weird angles and that sort of stuff is supposed to put us off center, off kilter with him. Do we know if he's lying or not? Is he still under the uh, um, uh, spell of the Winter Soldier? Yes, I read the two pages and are two panels in a and in the Infinity War prequel comic where it talks about his head getting clarity. I get that, but still, do we know for sure? We don't. We'll find out. I I, I do think that he's probably doing pretty good. Yeah. Right now, yeah. and you know, we'll we'll, well see. Even we'll says see the future. That. He even says that later on. He's like, I had ten minutes apiece in Wakanda. Yeah, which was nice. Yeah. But not not for him. <laughs> he did. It's not what he wanted. <laughs> right. Anything else about Bucky, about the Winter Soldier, before we move on to some of the supporting cast? Yuri. Um, so he's friends with this older gentleman named Yuri. And uh, actually, this is interesting because this scene where we meet Yuri follows a conversation with a therapist where she's like, you have no friends. And then we go and meet Yuri, which yeah, he may have been lying to her or she may have been assuming some things, but then you realize that, Hey, this guy is, he's a world war two veteran. He's not accustomed to using a cell phone or using a phone that often. So, and she made assumptions. So, and he, yeah, he's made friends with this guy, Yuri, but he made friends with Yuri because he wants to give him the support of a son because he killed Yuri's son. Yeah. 
and so the question is, is that a friend? You know, that's the, yeah, they spend time together and that's great. And then you see, oh, this is all based on a lie. Yeah. And, and that's, it's sad, but it really, once I made the realization, oh, that's who this is. It was a great moment for me. Like the realization was wonderful for me. And it was like, this is, this is good. This is good. Should I have seen it coming? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it coming. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe, maybe other people did. But I realized it I, happened. Yeah. I, I just really hope that he never has to tell Yuri that, yeah, I'm the guy that killed your son. Oh, no, I he's really going to hope have that to tell Yuri that he's the guy who's killed his son. That's uh, going to be his, that's going to be his, like, last act of throwing away the rest of the Winter Soldier it stuff and becoming Bucky Barnes, whatever he is, in, you know, his superhero form, right? He's so, got to go through that cleansing in order to become his final form. Okay, so in order to cleanse, clear his conscience, he has to break an older man's heart again? Absolutely. That is brutal. That is cruel, and that is selfish. I expect, though, all the story stuff that Stuart is referring to, where, you know, you put this character through, you know, I expect that's all going to happen, but it's not going to be him who reveals it. Somehow, I think Yuri's going to find out uh, on his own. Or be told okay. by the bad guy or something like that. Because that is one of those things where you feel like, okay, this is the setup for getting our hero to their darkest moment. To the long, dark moment of the soul. Um, I feel like we're, we're going there. Like, it's it's going to happen, but I, I don't think it's going to be Bucky revealing it. Because, yeah, because, well, like I said, it's all based on a lie, but it's a lie of omission. Right. right now, it's a lie because Bucky hasn't said anything. What's coming is, you know, when the truth will come out, I think, because they're Bucky's setting, they're setting up the situation. What? I mean, he's going to have to be given a choice. Either tell Yuri the truth or hurt Yuri in some other way. That's mm. even worse. It's like, it's like, you know, um, Toby Maguire having to catch either the bus full of people or the, uh, or his love interest, Mary Jane. He's going to have to make a choice. But Spidey found his way out of that where he saved both. True. I don't think Bucky's going to get that chance. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I don't um, think so either. It's just, um, I was just this just the idea that oh that yeah Bucky's going to come in one day and say oh by the way I killed your son no don't no that's, no he's not going to that, do that that's like you ran over someone's grandma and a hit and run killed her and then found the one of the grandchildren later and said hey I need to get something off my chest I killed your grandmother with my car no it's you not might feel be better that. but the grandchild's going to go through mourning all over again Zemo's going to. Zemo's gonna uh, make him tell, tell. It's gonna come out somehow, and it's gonna happen because somebody is pushing it to him. Because if he was going to do it just like flippantly like that, oh by the way, I ran over your grandma. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he would have done it by now and he wouldn't be fostering a relationship with him. True. He's protecting this to protect himself in a way that is probably not very, uh, well, in fact, it's not very healthy at all. But he's doing it in such a way that, yeah, okay, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. But I do admire him for checking in with Yuri and, you know, trying to foster this relationship. And Yeah, but it's I, I admire him. Yes, I admire him for it as well, but it's coming from a place of guilt. Yeah. Not from a place of wanting um, to make amends. Because if he wanted to make amends, he would have. He can't make amends because he's too. he feels too guilty about it. That's like the one, like, I think he feels more guilty about shooting this kid who was just trying to get into his room than he does about killing Tony's mom. I don't know. I, I think, and the series will bear it out, but I do think that it's genuine amends. He's genuinely wanting to make amends for all that he can, uh, all the harm that he caused. Uh, I, I, I do think that I think that he is looking it, what's unfortunate is all of the harm that he caused was not when he was in his right mind. He was right. brainwashed. And, and this is, again, we're getting into things that shows like this can explore and there's interesting ideas, you know, like if, if you are brainwashed and your body does something that you did not choose to do. Are you responsible for that? And, and to explore, you know, what he's looking at, he's feeling responsible. He, there's a responsibility because my finger pulled that trigger. Um, my hand, you know, punched that face, you know, what, whatever it might be, he's feeling responsibility for it and wanting to make amends. That's noble. The question is, is it coming from strictly a place of guilt? And if it is, then that's something that hopefully we're going to watch him kind of be able to grow out of to where, yeah, I'm making amends because this is the right thing to do. People were hurt. I want to help them be less hurt, you know, and, and then there's the question that we can ask in our own life, which is, okay, what's the difference between doing the right thing for the right reason and doing the right thing for the wrong reason? And all things considered, there is a lot of differences, but then at the same time, the right thing is being done. And even the wrong reason is if the wrong reason is causing you to do the right thing, it's good that you're doing the right thing, you know, and you're, you've made that choice. And I feel like that's what we've got here is we've got him making these choices because he knows they're the right things that he needs to do. And I think eventually we might see him get to making these choices for the right reasons. Um, What's interesting about Yuri to me is when they started this scene, I thought th this guy was going to be an old war buddy. Like this is someone he might have known and looked up from the old days when he and Steve. Like a, like a howling commando or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or at least someone he served with or knew of, you know, or whatever it might be. Turns out, no, that's not what it is. Um, and, you know, then. I thought, okay, he's going to go on a mission to find out what happened to this guy's son. <laughs> and, no, oh, he already knows what happened to this guy's son. Okay. 
but I, I thought that's where this this show was going is we're going on a mission, you know, and and we are, but it's not the mission I was expecting. The mission is right. making amends. I think I unfortunately I think the amends thing is going to um fall by the wayside, unfortunately, because I I think it's a really interesting motivation for a character. I just think they're going to find things to shoot at much quicker than he's going to be able to make his amends. Hey, so let's let's talk about this for a minute then. Let's talk about this episode, what we got, what the package was in this episode because it's really interesting to me the social media responses I've seen to Falcon and Winter Soldier. First of all, Disney Plus says this was huge ratings. Mm-hmm. A huge rating, people watched it and it was, the most it was huge viewed premiere ever. Yes. Ever for Disney plus ever for the world. What are the numbers? They're not saying what the numbers are, but they are saying it's big. It's gigantic. It's huge. Right. Mm-hmm. People episode one and two of WandaVision. People are like, this isn't the MCU. This <laughs> <Yeah>. is uh, <laughs> where's, where's the explosions. Where's the laser beams coming out of people's eyes. Where's, you know, the stuff that we got in the, in the finale of WandaVision. This opens up like an MCU movie. And I'm seeing people say, oh, it's just more of the same. <laughs> and now you can't. So one thing you will see <laughs> when you're when you're watching political posts on social media, you will see. People say, well, the other side says this, and then they say this, and it doesn't go together. And the truth is the people saying the one thing aren't necessarily the same people. Yes, same political party maybe, but not the same people saying these two disparate things. And so the people were saying, well, it's just more of the same from Marvel, more of the, more of the same action of superhero stuff aren't necessarily people who are complaining that there wasn't more of the same in WandaVision. But I do find it interesting, the dichotomy of the responses to some of this. Um, but yeah, this this felt like, yeah, act one of an MCU movie. Maybe a little slower and maybe a little quieter, but not too much. This feels like act one of one of those MCU movies where we get to know where are they living? What are they doing? Who are they around? And in act two, everything's going to get turned upside down and we're going to get into the, the swing of things. And, and, you know, just like a good screenplay, the, the normal gets upset. And so they have to leave the normal to go and, you know, fight the dragon and then come back and, and come back home where normal gets reset again. So, and they've thrown the ring into the fire pit and they've walked through Mordor. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, yes, I, I, what's interesting to me about this is we didn't see Sharon Carter and we didn't see Zemo and both of those characters have been heavily like, they're going to be in this. They're going to be in this a whole bunch. Don't, they're going to be in this. And they're not in the first one, which is good because I really I really, I mean, Sharon Carter, yes, I would care about, but I'm interested to see how Zemo's going to pull strings. But I'm also interested to see if it's going to be a misdirect. I think Zemo will be some form of misdirect, whether he's against the Flag Smashers Mm -hmm. or behind them, 
um, we're not going to get a, what is Steve Trevor or whatever his name was from Iron Man three, where the misdirect was huge. And, and I loved it so much and now it's going to be retconned, but we're not, we're not going to get <laughs> oh, that yeah. kind of, of a misdirect, but I, I do think that there'll be something with that. The other thing that I'm really curious about is just where they're going with this new captain America. And, mm. you know, I, so in listeners, the, you can't see me, but I'm raspberrying this and putting my thumbs down. Nobody likes new Captain America. Maybe nobody likes the actual new Captain America, but I am so excited about the idea of what they're doing with new Captain America. There's some really interesting comic book stuff happening here. First of all, um, oh, what was the name of of uh, of Sam's friend? Torres. Yeah. Torres, yeah. Yeah. Torres is in the comics and he is the guy who took over for uh Sam Wilson as the new Falcon in in the comics. And oh so, really? Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh Sam Wilson did become Captain America in the comics. That's also interesting. I think that is where we are definitely going by the end of the mm-hmm. series here. Although Bucky also was Captain America uh for a while in in the comics. Um a lot of people are Captain America in the comics, but uh, new Captain America, John Walker. I've talked about him before. This is from one of my favorite runs of the comic book uh, of Captain America. It happens around, I don't know, three thirty ish, three forty. Uh, Captain America gives up the shield because he's unhappy with what the government is doing. Turns out there's, someone pulling the strings behind the government, but you have this character called the super Patriot who is John Walker. And he has uh, some buddies who are left wing and right wing, and they are all super soldier sort of guys who get power from um, a guy that I'm going to throw this name out in the end credits. This is something that was visible uh, in some of the artwork, but the power broker was a thing in the comics. And he's someone who would give people powers and let them um, buy power basically. And and it's kind of a super soldier ish kind of a serum, not quite as good, but it was ish, you know? So I don't know. What are we looking at here? I don't know. We'll see. Um, In the comics, I think I might be wrong about this, but the power broker, I think was also involved in the, it's like ultimate class wrestling um, oh uh, which the thing for a long while was in a run of his comics was actually a, a wrestler in ultimate class where they had superpowers and stuff, but there was a, well, that would make sense. So the yeah. fantastic four is going to be in a uh, winter soldier. Yeah. Guys, you yeah. heard Ben say that. I'm just saying <laughs> this could be the way they introduce the fantastic four. <laughs> this is, this is it. This is it. Um, <sighs> <laughs> but uh, John Walker became Captain America and was brutal as Captain America. And there's some really just the storytelling that was going on in the comic really grabbed me as a kid. I reread it about 10 years ago, grabbed me again. I'm about to reread it again. If I find time, I hope to finish it before the end of the, the series here um, because it was just a great run on the comic. Later on, he became U.S. agent. And so there's actually a currently a series about U.S. agent trying to, I think, I imagine, capitalize on what's going on here with the uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series. 
but he also then went again went up against power broker in that series and we got some some resolution to the power broker story but i'm, I'm curious i mean it all goes back to the super soldier serum there's so many ties to the super soldier serum there's a, there's a swamp monster that's tied to the super soldier serum that <laughs> i'm not going to say much more than that but we'll never see oh man that was you want to talk about disappointed theories you know, everyone's all, everyone's all disappointed because John John Krasinski didn't show up as Reed Richards. I'm like, what man thing didn't show up? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I know. Where's my swamp monster? Hey, I wanted I wanted Disney Plus, and you probably know it's coming in like 2025. A Disney Plus series just dedicated to swamp monsters, just for you, Ben. Ain't happening. I I, I got my movie. I, I, there is a there's two Swamp Thing movies and then two Swamp Thing TV series as well, but Man Thing did get a movie uh, right at the very beginning of what was going on when the MCU was starting and Marvel was riding high on Spider Man and X Men. Um, it was a direct to sci fi network <laughs> movie. You want to talk about a Patreon incentive? That's a Patreon incentive. We should find that. And do a and do a, a commentary on it. Uh, that oh, oh you mean you mean uh, it's right behind me, right here. Yeah, in, yes. in my closet slash office. My wife told me stop yes. calling it your closet. It is your office. Um, Good one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, even though her dresses are like two feet from your head, <laughs> they are. But we're gonna actually buy a wardrobe that will go out okay. in our room, and this entire closet will become my office. And oh, cool. Um, Be careful. Yeah. Wardrobes tend to lead to other other lands. <laughs> I can only <laughs> hope. Yes, no, I I would be down for a man thing MCU, whatever Marvel movie uh, commentary. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. Very and similar to the Howard Duck one. I've watched that movie two times, and I've Isn't never. <laughs> the second time it was to see like. Will it be better? No, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. And uh, yeah, I do at some point want to rewatch it one last time, maybe give it <laughs> another chance. But it, I would do it. I would do it for for our listeners if they if they clamored for it. If they if there was enough people saying, "Hey Ben, do it, just do it, come on, just do it," I would. But. All right, guys. Yeah, wait till it. the credit, till the closing credits to hear how to contact us yeah. and how to beg Ben to and do it. Just this. remember the seven is spelled out. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, what are the characters we want to talk about? Um, oh, 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 oh. Let's go back to John Walker. Okay. Casting. Did you recognize that chin? Because I watched that. I was like, I know that chin. So, I just cannot so put let me my ask finger you this. on it. And then I found out this. who played him, and who then I was it? excited. Let me ask you this, Samantha. Is Captain America and Star-Lord, are Captain America and Star-Lord brothers? You mean this Captain America? Yes. Yes. Let's just say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. He's, is he related to Kurt Russell? Yeah. It's Kurt Russell's son. (gasps) It's Kurt Russell. That explains this credit that he has where he was in the movie Soldier playing the character Todd at age 11. He was playing his dad. Yeah. And if he takes off that headpiece that he was wearing in this show, you'll see that he has 
very blonde hair, just like his mom. Goldie Hawn. It's very blonde. He was in Overlord, which also featured another MCU person. Do you know who it featured? No, No, because I've never watched it. Ian (laughs) DeCastiker. Oh, <laughs> that okay. reveal was really terrible because I stumbled, but yeah, uh, Fitz was in, Fitz. in Overlord and that actually might've been why he wasn't showing up, not in the final season, but in some other stuff. I don't know. So are, were you being facetious a minute ago, Ben? About what? About not knowing who Wyatt Russell I was. I did not know who he was. And I only realized that it was, um, Kurt Russell's, son because of the joke you were making and the word Russell. Cause I had no idea why that, why you made that joke on, on our thread. You made that joke too. And I did not know why I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back <laughs> cause I'm pretty proud of that. No. Uh, yeah. So, so the, the thing about the captain America, I got nothing against the new John Rogers or or whoever the character is. I know he's just doing a job. Here's the problem. The shield was given to Sam by Steve Rogers. You don't cross cap, man. You just don't do it. And the United States government took the shield after Sam gave it away. I understand. I get it. But it's not Sam's. It's not his shield. It's Sam's. And that's where my kids were just, that is so disrespectful. And it is, it is. And it's intended to be, I mean, this is, this moment was intended to have that reaction where you were like, what? Come on. Um, I basically, it's just me doing the guy shaking his head. Nope, 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 (laughs) nope. (laughs) He also had a, a firearm on his belt. In a oh, holster. that's right. He did. Oh, mm. yeah. But but Captain America in the first in the first movie had a firearm on his belt too. In the first movie during World War Two, when there's a war going on, yes. and so this this suggests like this is government. This is military. This is something beyond what Captain America was when Captain America was around. And this is the government saying we need to, we need symbols. And so here's our symbol, this guy. And I'm, I'm excited to see if they take him in some of the places where they, they took him for that Captain America comic book run that I was talking about. We'll see. We'll see. But there's going to be some interesting stuff happening for sure. And it's definitely a foil for um, for Sam Wilson, right? He him he's sitting there like trying to you know stop the flag smashers, and he's seeing his friend get you know beat up and all that sort of stuff, and he's like, maybe I should go get the oh, I can't go get the shit. They just gave it to somebody else. <laughs> so now it's like I can't get alone. I'm trying to do right, and they gave my shield away. Come on, guys. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a, a thread for him. To be fair, I think that the government probably looks at him having that suit. Yeah. Like, this is, it's a trade. You know, you, we let you keep the suit, man. You gave us back the shield. Thanks for that. 
And now we're going to trot out our government lackey. Right. And I feel like there's going to be a, a post credit scene where rest in peace. And Stan Lee is going to be like, Oh, I'm going to get fired again. <laughs> <laughs> Except the government probably had the key. Right. Like this was not stolen. <laughs> this was like, well, Hey, Sam's this is going to steal it back. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did get mention of Wakanda. It'd be nice if we get to see some people from Wakanda. That'd be cool. We'll see. Yeah, it would be great. We'll see. I, again, I don't know anything special knowledge. If people do know that we're not going to, just let me live in my little dreamland. And <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what we're going to see out of this series. I mean, I know it's going to be typical Marvel movie type stuff. And I'm not looking for like totally mind bending or whatever, but I don't know who the bad guy is. Right. We know who we know it's Zemo probably, but well, okay. So if you're saying the capital T bad guy might be Zemo, might not Zemo will be a bad guy. He's in it. Right. You know? Um, and then you have uh, the flag smashers. They're going to be an element of at least getting people into action. They may not be the final piece, but they're going to be a piece. Uh, so you're right. This this episode did not set up like WandaVision episode one and two did not set up like this is what you know to expect. Mm hmm. This is what you know, exactly what you know to, to expect. Um, is that good? Is that bad? It's going to be interesting going forward to see what this show gives us, right? I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm trying to, you know, just maintain expectations, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a twist or if there's a, um, it, it changes the way we see both Sam and Bucky, you know, for good or for bad. And it could change again after it's done. You know, they don't make a series about two guys who are just like A-OK, Smokey Joe. I mean, they've got to change or else it doesn't make any sense to, to tell their story. Yeah, and, and this episode sets up conflict, but doesn't necessarily set up the internal conflict that we're going to see have some resolution. Except, I mean, yeah, it sets up the internal conflict of the, the amends list. And how is that going to fit into things? Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. And Sam's internal conflict of like, what does he do with his family? How does he, how does he interact in his family unit? You know, where's his place in Louisiana sort of thing. All right. Anything else in your notes then? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, Let's hear it. Torres mentions a rumor about Steve Rogers. (laughs) Is he on a secret base in the moon? I'm going to say no, but this reminds me of either Inhumans or possibly Sword. But I think the answer is he's probably hanging out with his VFW buddies going fishing. It but yeah, really I, I thought be. Inhumans or Sword. <laughs> he is dancing with Peggy every single night. Peggy's dead. You stop it. Don't be mean. No one Dude. likes it. Um, 
we had this in a movie. <laughs> I know. Just us. He's hanging out at the VFW talking about the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about that one time he almost lifted Thor's hammer. Or the other time when he did lift Thor's hammer. <laughs> That's he right. He did lift his hammer. I apologize I, for that, guy. I think that of the two stories... Um... <laughs> no, no. That, the first one was better. Uh, anything else in your notes there, Sam? Nope, that's it. All right. How about you, Stuart? I'm good. All right. It's good to see these shows back. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's fun to get back into something more traditional. And I I don't have a problem with that. That's where, you know, my hot take is kind of, oh, hey, it is. <laughs> hey, we're back to the usual. We're back hey, to the, hey, the normal. You liked, you liked the mcu movies right yeah yeah okay. yeah so uh, like this one. is it a hot take no <laughs> why because i'm just saying hey this is it's kind of nice this is comfortable this mm-hmm. wandavision was uncomfortable it was fantastic and it was fun but it was very uncomfortable we didn't know where it was going because we had no clue what was going on this we know what's going on we don't know where it's going we don't know the stakes of the series the, the flag smashers are around you know but we don't know exactly what the stakes are um but that's okay again i can't tell are they creating this for binging or are they creating this to like each episode is an episode um and i'm really feeling more like yeah each episode is a chapter Mm-hmm. And and so it doesn't have to have any resolution. It doesn't. If each episode is a chapter, okay, you sit down to read a book. You don't have to have the first chapter explain to you everything that's coming your way. The difference is weekly television. You you want content when you sit down and watch the thing. You want content. And with the Mandalorian, for example, every single episode of the Mandalorian felt like a standalone movie in a lot of ways that pushed forward some stuff, but. I, yeah, I, I mean, WandaVision, I think, came at kind of the perfect time. We were so, as a, as a you know, fan community, we're so jonesing for something new to watch that was the MCU. And then it provided us this thing that was uncomfortable. And you're like, I don't like my vegetables. This is really weird. It's uncomfortable. And then they started adding some different flavoring to the vegetables, maybe a little cheese. You know, if you like cheese on your thing again, are we back right to this? Of- <laughs> putting cheese on vegetables now, man. What? What's hey, going on? I'm in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, no, but the point is, the point is, it was an interesting new thing that I think came at the right time, right? I don't know if it came later. Like, if everything came the way it was supposed to come and WandaVision was third right in front of Doctor Strange 2, would it have been the the the, the grand, amazing thing it was? I don't know. I think it would have been. And I think it probably would have been a little better received because people who are wanting this... Just had this, and there wasn't whatever. When was Far From Home? 
Far from home. Years ago? Yeah, that was just a couple 2019. Months. They released, yeah, they released that just a couple months after Endgame. So July 2019, I'm seeing some people talk about WandaVision and saying it was a year and a half since we had any MCU. Now they're wrong because we had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And <laughs> now that that snark is out of the way, it, it has been a long time since we got the wide release talked about MCU. Mm-hmm. And WandaVision scratched an itch, but did it in a very strange way. You know, it was a palate cleanser. Yeah. And I do find it interesting, though, that WandaVision is the beginning of state of phase four. This is the second step in phase four. Um, it's, it's just very interesting how this is all playing out because of outside forces creating this release schedule that we got. I was just thinking about it. So in the, in the movie series that between uh, Endgame and infinity war, there were five years where they were missing people. So they went through this whole huge pandemic thing in their own. That was very different. But in reality, we are experiencing a pandemic where it feels like something similar, where we're going through the whole world is going through this huge tragic thing. Together, yeah. Together, yeah. yes. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see episode yeah. two. My yes. kids, oh, I didn't mention that when that action sequence at the beginning of this episode was done, my college son looks at me and is like, that was so good. He was so amped by that whole sequence. And it was well done and exciting. Um but we didn't get anything like that in WandaVision, even in the final battle. We didn't get anything like that. So for some people, this is going to be a nice return to form for other people. It's going to be more of the same. And then for other people, it's going to be like, I don't care. It's MCU. (laughs) We're going to watch it. We're probably going to love it. So any, any other final words then before we uh, play some credits and talk about some news. I just want to say thanks, guys, for listening, and glad you're all here. And I would like to thank our Patreon patrons, Jeffrey Tassel, Blessed Cheesemaker084, and Julie. Thank you very much. And I would like to just um, say a couple words in remembrance of someone. Um, Someone who used to be a part of this podcast, as a matter of fact, and who helped me start this thing. I just want to talk about a little bit about Daniel Butcher. See, Daniel, he uh, represented the best in all of us. Courageous, righteous, hopeful, and he mastered posing stoically. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard from us, now we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us voicemail by calling one 5 level 7 That's one 553 Or send us an email to feedback at welcome to level 7com Just don't forget, the 7 is spelled out. You can also go to welcome to level 7com slash feedback and leave us a message there. Or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash welcome to level 7 the seven is spelled out. 
And don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven, the seven is spelled out, and become a Patreon supporter there. Once again, thanks so much for listening and Godspeed. Hey, so let's talk about this news that we just got. Uh, this is fan, not fantastic news, but it's good news, but it's also bad news. The good news that comes out of this is for some people watching, uh, Black Widow is going to be easier because they are going to do a dual release streaming and theater for Black Widow. That's kind of good. It is a future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But here's the bad news. It's no longer in May. (laughs) So uh, July 9th, 2021 Black Widow. Is that a full year? What do you mean? I think, I I think they pushed that back a full year now. Um, No, I I thought, I thought Black Widow was originally, originally going to be released last May. So May of 2020. Yeah. So it would have been a year plus. Yes. Yep. Wow. So looking at the schedule, this does change the date for Shang-Chi. That is September 3rd. But Eternals, again, this is the information as I've seen it, as I know, and we will update this as we go along. Eternals kept the date of November 5th. And December 17th is Spider-Man. No way home. And then we have I February 11th for Thor Shang- and March 25th for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I didn't realize Shang-Chi was as close to being released. I mean, if it's already looking, if it was going to be ready for a July release, it's already done. You know, there's maybe a little bit left to do, but it's not. It's close. Yeah, it's very yeah. close. I didn't realize it was that close is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, so that's the news. I, well, I, I wondered about this, this pushback with the release date of black widow. Um, one, I feel like Disney has great confidence that it will do well because they keep wanting to push it back for a full thea- theatrical release. Um, but two here in the United States recently, we had, um, a presidential, um, uh, Election? Speech on tele- oh. <laughs> <laughs> not that with uh with uh Joe Joe Biden and he mentioned by July fourth our Independence Day maybe will be if we get all of the vaccines out or vaccines to enough people we will hopefully be able to have picnics with our family members not large gatherings but picnics so I'm wondering if Disney saw that and and said, hmm, maybe we should push it back a couple more months so, you know, people will get together with their families and then go to the movie theater. Yeah, I think that a big part of this, first of all, they were riding the fence on, are we going to stream it at the same time? We're not going to tell you. We're not going to talk about that right now. Ah. We're just going to give you the date. I think, I mean, obviously, this is a a money decision. So (laughs) Black Widow has to make money. It has to make that sweet, sweet Marvel money. And if and they in big and in a big way, right? It, yeah. I mean, a, a Marvel movie costs what? 
$200 million more to make and to break even, you're looking at trying to make $400 million or whatever, because that the whole like uh, publicity and stuff like that, mm-hmm. advertising and all that stuff, it has to do well. I mean, to be considered a success, Black Widow has to make half a billion dollars, $500 million, right? Yep. And it can't do that if they don't put it in theaters. And it can't do that if they don't put it in theaters when people are putting their butts in theaters. And they're just not doing that right now because theaters aren't even open. Now, some places they are. Like at my theater in my new hometown, it's open. I can't wait to go. It's just had to... Op- I, I haven't been able to see a movie there because of my schedule. And now Tom and Jerry is the movie that's there right now. And I'm like, come on, you know, but, um, but it's also an HBO max. Yeah. I'm see, not going to, yeah. I, I'm not going to go walk down to that theater and spend $5 to see a movie that's on HBO max. I don't even want to see it all. You know, <laughs> I really want to experience this theater. It's a small town theater. I really want to, and I've never had a chance to. Um, so like Godzilla yeah. versus Kong comes out. Friday, right? Are you going to go see that? Yes, I am. I don't know where. I don't know if it'll be downtown here or if it'll be at the multiplex that's, you know, 25 minutes away. That's my preferred theater. It'll probably be that. But I'm going to see that in theaters. Um, See, that's the thing, right? I think theaters are going to have to change. So we're going to have this situation where theaters are not bringing in huge amounts of copies of films because every single copy costs the theater X amount of dollars. Right. And if they can only pull in one theater's worth of people. Yeah. I theaters have been making changes mm-hmm. to try and accommodate things. Um, but like everyone else, they're just hoping for new, new release to do old normal. And so we'll, we'll see right now. They're just biding their time trying to stay afloat until they can actually start making money again. And mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Um, Black widow streaming and theater. I'm going to the theater for sure, but this would be the movie that if I was going to stream, I would spend the $30 for the, you know, whatever it is that they call it. That's the, the special premier premium. Access. Yeah. Um, I will I will probably try to make my way to the theater for that for that release. Um, I just don't know if there's going to be any around that it's going to show. And I would rather spend my 30 bucks than spend, you know, $300 in gas or whatever to drive to wherever I would need to drive. Yeah. The, but then again, some places the theaters aren't even open at all. So right. you have to go and look for it. Right. Or you have to drive. Right out of state or cause it's right. You know, Joe Biden can say whatever he wants to say about like true 4th yeah. of July picnics. It's states and local governments that are really making the choices that people are having to, to work with, mm-hmm. you know? And, right. and so like our governor just today here in Indiana said, uh, we're hoping by this date to be able to lift the mask mandate, you know? And, then what would that do? Well, then that means cities and townships and counties that have been, you know, 
enforcing it can stop enforcing it or potentially continue enforcing it if they, if they were so inclined. But, um, but what does that mean for, you know, our entertainment? We're definitely doing entertainment differently right now. And Disney has to, has to keep up or they're going to lose, lose money. Um, but man, these tentpole event things. I wonder how much it's costing Disney to keep Black Widow shelved like that. Well, it's only costing them until it's not anymore. Like once Black Widow comes out, then we'll find out was this a liability or was it uh, wise? Yeah, I guess that's I guess yeah. that's true. Because right now they, it's, it's potential money right now. Right, <laughs> right. yeah, because they're um, from what I understand, yeah, they have lost where movie ticket money, but they have also gained a lot with Disney Plus, which happened to be released right at the right moment. Yes, seriously, just months before the pandemic began. And and with the right stuff, you know, right. So yeah, now they still well, haven't I, put the last voyage of Noah's Ark on there, but it'll come. It'll, it'll come. come along with your Man Thing movie. Yeah, but you know what they uh, do have that's coming? The Boba Fett cartoon from the holiday special. Really, it's coming. Oh. I, I'm not sure if it's there yet. Also, the gender. Oh, I can't remember how you say his name. Tar Tarnowski. Yeah, the, the, the good. The, the two dimensional animated clone wars series is coming and the ewok movies are coming now, to disney those plus i saw and i was i'll watch those <laughs> <laughs> so I, I recently had to subscribe to <clears throat> so i recently had to subscribe to hbo max to watch justice league and dawn of justice and that's the whole thing their content library is pretty expansive. But because it's, yeah, there's a lot of eclectic stuff on there for sure. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because HBO does their original programming and that's really high quality programming. But you know, this is where friends and Rick and Morty and Dr. Who and um, a couple of other, uh, all of the studio Ghibli stuff. I mean, like they've got a lot of different variety on there. Um, I wonder how their day and date uh, new release schedule is going to work. I mean, I know how it's going to work. I wonder how it's going to work for them. Are they going to see a, a return on investment for releasing Godzilla versus Kong at, at the same day that they're going to release that stuff in the theaters? Yeah, that's, that's the big question. I'm, I'm curious how it'll work. I'm excited about the idea of me being able to go to the movie theater, watch the movie, and then come back home and rewatch scenes before I podcast about it. Uh, that Are you planning on paying for the premium access? I'm talking about Godzilla and Kong. Oh. Yeah. See, that's the that's the I thought difference. you were talking about Black Widow, sorry. <laughs> that's the difference between um Godzilla and Kong like HBO Max and Disney Plus. HBO Max has taken the stance of you pay for it once, you know, you paid for it, but they take it off sooner. Right, right. Because they're having, obviously, there's HBO Max content, original content, but they're also still doing streaming deals with these different things and different movies that, you know, might have been similar to the HBO model 
of, you know, however long ago where, Hey, we got this movie. We're going to play it every day for you know a month. And then it's going to come off of our channel. And so the streaming deal, I don't know how all those deals work, but with, with, with HBO max, I have signed on for a month. I am paying for a month. I am getting the Snyder cut of justice league, which we will do probably a post credit about next episode and Godzilla Kong, but I'm letting it expire after a month because there's, there's so much on there. There's other stuff that I'll watch during this month. Like I watched Dolores Claiborne. I've never seen that before. Haven't read the book, but was really interested to see, okay, Kathy Bates back again for a Stephen King movie, but it's not a typical, you know, so that kind of thing, it just interested me, but I'm not going to hang on to the subscription for that. That's, they bring me in with a thing. I'll come on for the thing. And how was, uh, I can't remember how much it is per month, but well worth it. It's about, yeah. Compared to like Disney plus or Hulu, it's twice as much, but worth it for me to do one month and get a couple movies out of it. Right. And then I'll do the same thing again when Dune hits. Exactly. And then I'll be done. (laughs) When is Dune released? October, something like that. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'll probably do the same thing again in October. Yeah, Yeah. I'm right with you guys. And same with CBS. You know, I did it. Watch Star Trek. Let it go. But the one constant in all that is Disney+. Plus, And I think... Yeah. I think they're doing it right by saying we're going to have a lower entry fee, but if you want the newest premium stuff, you got to pay for it. Yeah. But the other difference for me is I use Disney plus constantly with my kids. I use Netflix Mm -hmm. constantly with my kids. I use Amazon prime constantly with my ordering stuff. (laughs) And it's just kind of a (laughs) special add on. And so that does get used, but, um, but yeah, HBO max, CBS, these other ones, they'll get me for a month and then, Mm -hmm. and then they'll lose me. So, and here's streaming again with the hosts of welcome to level seven. (laughs) I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see where we go with the MCU. I was kind of looking forward to having a, a, a string of releases, um, but looks like we'll just have to wait for, um, what is it next? Loki and then what if? No, Black Widow is next. June. Oh, oh I did true. it wrong on the graphic. Ah, oh, Black Widow is, yeah, Loki is next before Black Widow. Man, did it wrong. I put July in front of June. My bad. It's okay, Ben. It's mm. okay. So, but but you know, Loki will be next, and then and then we'll you know get to go to Black Widow. And I think Loki's going to change, not change it, but I think it's going to change the way we see the MCU. Yeah. Well, I think Loki. There's a lot of potential in Loki. So. Yeah. All right. Well. I think that's it. Time to close down I this episode. So. Yeah. And I will talk with you two later. And to everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Godspeed.